0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. How do we juggle a lot, enjoy our lives, and accomplish what matters most? Well, the author of The Time-Saving Mum, Crystal Payne, is going to join us later this hour. Up next, though... It's more of Dawn and Steve.
1: It is. Dawn and Steve in the morning, and we're so thankful you're here. I am looking forward to this conversation, but I'm wondering how much of this is going to beat me up. (laughs) You think so? Uh, Well, don't you wonder? I mean, I know we can't say you're the time-saving mom, but I imagine that all of us that don't feel like we have enough hours in the day could benefit from the conversation that Crystal's going to bring to us this morning. Uh, It's something that usually... An author struggles with themselves yeah. in order to go down that path and and help order the day and give it back to the Lord. I, I think that is the biggest challenge that we have is to say, okay, Lord, here's my day. You author it. Usually I've already got everything penciled in. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yep. Do you, do you ever just say, okay, Lord, this is your day?
2: Um, I, I like to would think- like to say that I do, but I mean honestly, if you were to look at my calendar, yeah. if you were to look at uh, what my my typical day looks like, it's usually overscheduled. Sure. Yeah.
1: I, and I do think like there's that tension of Lord, here's my calendar. You know what this is today, but you also know how you want to use all of these divine appointments, if you will. And just looking at an article you found a moment ago about. Uh, a gal who was just shopping for groceries and happened to find a card on the shelf and thought, well, what's that there for? Talk about a divine appointment. There was a, a moment in there that if you know the Lord, you recognize mm-hmm. He is providing, He is showing you. But that is such a cool story.
2: It's a great story. And one of the things that I thought was so neat about that is even though it happened here locally in middle Tennessee, it actually was the family member of one of our listeners who lives way out in the great Northwest, who it was their family member who did that and said, uh, and, and I'm not naming any names because it seems like they want this whole thing to be anonymous here. Sure. I, I love the fact that they did that. And yeah. with intentionality, they thought in a sense, how can I bless somebody today? I'm going to make somebody's day. Yeah, And they did that,
1: Now made the which news. is very cool. Exactly. <laughs>
2: so it's, it's uh, very neat that that did happen there. But as you talk about, you know, the fact that so many of us are are very busy and kind of burned out and r- potentially running on empty. I, I live in this tension of wanting to, in a sense, pour myself out for the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, like, God, I, I'm yours.
0: Mm-hmm. Use me. Mm-hmm.
2: And so I think he has, thankfully, and I'm grateful for this, decided that, hey, I'm going to use you here and here and here and here and here. Well, that. Here and here and here and here and here and here fills up my calendar really well. And and I can get so focused on the appointments, the agenda, the productivity, the product, the whatever mm-hmm. that God has kind of allowed me to do and, and to be a part of. And sometimes I feel like I do very often miss the interruptions.
1: Sure. Oh, Yeah. I think that's very accurate, that when we are so scheduled, we cannot stop. And and I've had that conversation with the Lord many times. I see that need. Is it for me to stop? Because I know I've got to get to this next thing. But you... Also bring up a point, like if we trust him with all these different aspects of our life and, and he's using us here, here, here and here. And I have this conversation not only with you, but with another person who is a minister of the gospel. It's like, OK, just remember, too, that he built all those rhythms into our lives, right. including rest. Yeah. And so I think it's easy for us. And, and this is from someone who has struggled with this, like for all of my X amount of years, like overscheduling under-scheduling, resting, not resting, full tilt, letting things go. Like there's that balance. Mm -hmm. We always talk about this work-life balance. But then I go back to the Word and I see all the things that he called people to, like as he set up the nation of Israel and he set up the tabernacle. And, you know, they had a lot of work to do. They did. And, And there was nothing wrong with that. But then he said, but on this day, this day, You rest. Like I built you to rest. And I think, okay, Lord, we still pick and choose what we want to listen to. Not that it's a mandate. We don't have the mandate of the Sabbath anymore. But my question to my other friend was, if the Lord, um, if he created us and it was important enough for him to give a full day of rest to Israel back in the day, it's because he knew how he created the human body. Now... Everything's been fulfilled in Christ. He came Mm -hmm. to fulfill the law and yet he were still created in the same way. So then how do we make all this work to follow him and, and, you know, be available for those divine appointments that you just weren't scheduled for the day?
2: And I think because I have had one of those fairly recently Mm -hmm. where I was so focused on my agenda And God, like, hit me over the head with a (laughs) two-by-four in such an obvious way where he's like, hey, you are focused on a good thing, but do you not see that there is a better thing Mm. right in front of you right now? And so that has been kind of one of my, I I guess, prayers and, and hopes recently is like, Lord, help me to recognize the better thing. I love that. Help me to see the divine appointment that you have made, even though I may be doing a quote unquote good thing, sure, even kind of a ministry thing, Lord, when you have something better, help me recognize that and step into that. And I, I think that, um, is a challenge for a lot of us. And maybe one of the challenges that you face, like I do is, boy, if I just had a little bit more margin in my life, what might God do? And I do think that there it then lies the tension for some of us because if I had a little bit more margin in my life, the temptation would be to fill the margin where I'm like, no, you got to step back, hands off, let, you know, ask God what he, he wants to do that. Yeah. So if you do need to maybe save a little time in your life, I know the book is called The Time Saving Mom that we're going to talk about a little bit later this hour, but there might be some principles for all of us to apply here.
1: I'm guessing there definitely will be. And we'll get this link up on our Facebook page. Don and Steve in the morning is how you find us on Facebook. Don't forget, we also are attached now to YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all just to keep you in the loop, in the know. All the links of the different conversations that we have here at Don and Steve in the morning. It is just by those names that you find us on these platforms.
0: Toast, check. Butter, check. A thin layer of Marmite, check. And we're ready to start our day. That's the real version of PB&J. It's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Call 800-555-7898 to get in touch. The real version? Yeah. How can that be? No.
1: Marmite's a J?
0: Well, marmite is just the equivalent in the UK of what kids would take to school like PB&J here is like the kids the kids kind of bread toast thing but marmite is the real deal. I see. And yeah. butter? Butter as well. Yeah. You're
2: d- using that instead of
0: butter butter, uh, butter, <laughs> butter instead of peanut butter. Yes, just no. a thin no, 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 layer no. of butter on toast, thin layer of marmite, and away you go. So
1: my grandmother, when she would make a peanut butter sandwich if she ever did, it definitely had butter on it first. <laughs>
0: mm, yeah.
2: Had that, nah.
1: <laughs> no, I it's an acquired taste, I think. But that's I guess how she grew up. Peanut Good. butter wasn't as big a thing then as Good it is.
2: Peanut now. butter and jelly sandwich. Mm. And maybe even throw in a layer of banana. You membership. sound
1: like Ben May yeah. now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's good stuff. He would do honey, peanut butter, and bananas.
2: That's good too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of one of his go to's. If there's, you know, nothing else he wants in the house, that's a, and you've got energy. And I, I mean, I, peanut butter, anything. Come on.
2: I'm with you on that one. It
1: should be National Peanut Butter Day every day.
2: Yeah. Peanut butter. And chocolate, obviously, is yes. popular. I think peanut butter, bacon, and chocolate needs to be a thing.
1: I cannot think if I've actually had that combination. Have you really had that combination? I don't other think than... I
2: have, but I've had chocolate and bacon. Uh-huh. I've had peanut butter and bacon. Um, but I can do that. Yeah, I think peanut butter, chocolate, and bacon. I yeah. think that's an experiment that needs to be
0: tried. There was actually a jar in England of Marmite and peanut butter together for a season. Oh, wow. Literally in the same same jar. So there, it's the salty and the, and the sweet going together, and uh, it works.
1: Well, now I'm very interested for you to bring Marmite in next week.
0: I know. I'm so curious.
2: Yeah.
1: So
0: we'll bring it in. We'll okay. bring it in.
1: All you, right. I'm looking forward to that. I remember when they started putting peanut butter and jelly, like alternately in a right? jar. Yeah. I never thought that that I can recall. I don't know. I'm trying to do less process. Mm-hmm. Even as my kids started to get older, I realized that the processed foods were not helping anything. And so I was buying less process. And when I bought the natural peanut butter, there was rebellion in the house.
2: Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> well, It now, took me a minute, but I, now I like it.
1: When I talk about natural peanut butter, I mean like I went to like Whole Foods, right. pushed the button, it's nothing but peanuts. Ground the peanuts into right the, there. Yeah. Yep. It's not even the gif natural or whatever. Yeah. It's none of that because that still has a little bit of uh, finessing to it. This, and they were like, mm, mom, mm-mm, no,
2: nah, that. I love it. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. And it's so much better for you. Yes. So yes. why not? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that is uh, a little bit more time consuming. I think sometimes we get into the whole processed food things because it's fast. Yes. You know, it's easy. And they just kind of go open a package and dive right into whatever that uh, happens to be where, you know, to eat a little healthier sometimes I think takes a little bit more effort and time and a intentionality.
1: Little, it's a lot, okay, my friend. Okay, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah. And so, you know, as I think about good time-saving hacks, I'm wondering if anybody listening has some because we're going to talk about the, uh, the time-saving mom coming up in just a little bit. But you got a good time-saving hack because there could be some time-saving hacks that actually aren't that good like processed food may be faster but not really good for you right so what's a good time-saving hack you have this morning um, I would love to know because I need some 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898.
1: I do think that what people call now these hashtag life hacks often will save you a lot of money. And I know that my kids know more life hacks than I ever did. Even to this date, they know how to do things like probably more efficient Time-wise yeah. and, and as good a job. So I would love that. I, I was always taught do not cut corners when you're, you know, serving people or whatever. You don't cut corners. And yet there has to be a, a faster way sometimes uh-huh. to do things as well or even better so we want to know what your life experience is 800-555-7898 as i'm looking forward to the conversation that's coming up just in a few moments crystal Payne is going to be our guest as we talk about the time saving mom on moody radio
0: get your coffee pull up a chair grab your bible one more thing Dawn and Steve in the morning. Now we're ready to start our day.
1: Yes, we are. We're glad you're starting your day with us. 800-555-7898 so that you could always join the conversation. This conversation is with Crystal Payne as we talk about your book, Crystal, The Time-Saving Mom. Dads, don't leave us because I-, I bet you learned something out of this as well. How to juggle a lot, enjoy your life, and accomplish what matters most. Appreciate, Crystal, you joining us. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so honored to be here. I'm just so curious, what prompted you to write a book about saving time? It It just sounds like the biggest challenge in the world. I started blogging
3: back in the dinosaur days of blogging. It was like 2004, 2005. We didn't even have social media. And I was blogging about saving money. Um, In 2007, I started my site, moneysavingmom.com. And a lot of people started asking me, they said, okay, I want to save money, but I'm just over here barely keeping my head above water. Like, how am I supposed to have time to have a budget or save money on my groceries if I can't just even survive, you know, and get what I need to get done. And so I started talking a little bit about strategies then, but fast forward, um, we had three kids at that time and then um, 10 years of secondary infertility. And then in the last four, uh, two and a half years, we brought home four babies, um, two that I birthed and um, then uh, two that we were fostering and one we ended up adopting. And so I got a lot of practice of really what does it look like to manage your time well while also working full time. And um, so this book really kind of came out of that, not only my passion to really help people use their time well, but then practically the strategies that have helped me in the last few years.
2: Mm. Uh, You know, one of the things that, you know, I've been tempted to do, and I know that you address this is the, well, if I just hustle harder, If I just run harder, run faster, then I'm going to be more productive, more efficient. I'm going to have more time. And I find that that doesn't always work out, and I know you address that too.
3: Yes, I would say burning the candle at both ends doesn't make you superwoman, it makes you exhausted. Uh and I feel like that there is this tendency to think, you know, if I just get less sleep, if I just push a little harder, if I just get more organized, then I'm going to be able to use my time well. But really, my heart behind this book is to kind of go back to your root system of like where are your priorities in the first place. It's not about just, you know, let's get a better system, but let's go and let's dig into what your priorities are in the first place. And I talk about my six times two priority system in this book. And this is something that has made such a difference for me, not only like determining my priorities, but then having to plan for how I am going to prioritize them.
1: And priorities are going to be different for everyone, but how do you start to find out what is most important and what God has called you to so that you can make that the priority? So
3: one of the things that I do often is I think of my funeral, which this sounds really morbid, but thinking of the end of our life. Like, what am I going to want to look back on? What is really going to matter in 25 years? What is really going to matter at the end of my life? And the thing that I have discovered is that when you start looking with that eternal view, with, you know, what is going to matter someday, it changes what matters today. Because the things that you usually would worry and stress about, or maybe psychoanalyze, spend a lot of time just ruminating over you're like, that's really not going to matter at the end of my life. So I want to wrap my time and my life and my energy around the stuff that I'm going to look back on at the end of my life and say, that was how I wanted to live my life. Hmm.
2: And so as you have gone through the process of doing that and regularly asking yourself that question, sometimes there are some really good things that may not necessarily fit that list. How have you learned to say no to the good things?
3: You know, I think that recognizing that saying no is not necessarily saying no for forever. And so, like I talked about, I, you know, have been in a season with three little ones, also have three teenagers, but three little ones in the last few years. And, um, I've just had to realize that that is my primary priority right now is loving and nurturing and building those attachments. And so there's a lot of things that I've said no to. I used to be super involved in our church's women's ministry, and I love that. And I'm so passionate about that. But for right now, this is where God is calling me to. And um, also, we were foster parents since 2019 and recently just felt like God was calling us to close our home for the next two years. And that's really hard because there is such a need here right now but we also have to look around and say, we have six children and we want to love and pour into them well. And so we can't do for all what we wish we could, but we can do for one. And so the sweet little boy that we adopted from foster care, pouring into him, that is our primary focus and loving him as, you know, the way that we wish that we could love all the children who are in foster care.
1: Hmm. I know it is so challenging, but you're spelling out some really good questions that we can ask of ourselves as we seek what the Lord has for us. Even the good things are not the best things. If he's saying say no to that right now. Is there something that you've put into place, Crystal, like the four step system that leaves you feeling less frazzled? Can you get us started with maybe one of those steps that we can take? So the first step is
3: pray, and that is just really starting my day from a posture of prayer, reliance upon God, recognizing that all I have and all I am is his, and I can look to him in the hard moments, in the moments when I feel exhausted, in the moments when it feels like it's too much and recognize as Ali Worthington says that I have God's spirit in me. And that means that I'm supercharged with the superpower. And so living my life from that posture and from that reliance, it really changes everything.
2: Well, that is just step one, and it is so huge. I understand why you picked that as number one. I mean, it needs to be, right? But what are some of the others? We'll continue the conversation with Crystal Payne and address those in just a few moments. Crystal is founder of MoneySavingMom.com. You can check that out. She's also the host of the Crystal Payne Show podcast, New York Times bestselling author, author of The Time Saving Mom. And we'll continue that conversation with Crystal Coming up in just
0: minutes here on Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Todd Nettleton gives us an update on the persecuted church. Join us on the journey to reach 200 subscribers in March. And this interview with Crystal Payne will be up there. Just search for at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve to
2: subscribe. Well, Crystal is the founder of MoneySavingMom.com, host of the Crystal Payne podcast, New York Times bestselling author. She's written The Time Saving Mom, which is what we're talking about today. And you can connect with her at CrystalPayne.com. But, Crystal, as we were talking about uh, this four-step system for feeling a little less uh, frazzled and uh, stressed out here, you said step number one was to pray. What is step number two?
3: So prioritize. So once you've set that foundation of prayer and that posture of really leaning on the Lord, then it's time to decide what are your priorities. And I walk you through in the book how to do that. But really, you know, we talked about that eternal mindset and thinking about what's going to matter in 25 years from now and at the end of our life. But then also not just determining your priorities, but then how are you going to walk those out? So in the book, I have a six times two priority system is what I call it. And that is I have two hands. I can hold two priorities at once. So often the reason we feel overwhelmed and stressed is because we're trying to do all the things at once. Instead of trying to pack in All of my priorities and really prioritize them every single day. I pick two and I focus on those each day and I spend intentional time in those areas. And then I rotate the priorities that I focus on each day. So over the course of the week, I have spent intentional time in each area of priority at least twice. And this helps me to be a lot more present and focused, but it also means that each area is getting that really good
1: intentional time. That's amazing because you are doing all the things then and and getting the things done that you think the Lord has called you to, but it's not every day, everything, and then you feel overwhelmed. I love these tips. Go to the third one for us.
3: So the third one, is: says pray, prioritize, and then you're going to plan. And this for me, you know, it's going to look different for every person. But in the book, I really dive into what I use, which is Google Calendar and a time block to-do list. It's a hybrid system because I like the electronic aspect where you can just input everything, drag and drop it, set up recurring tasks, all of that. But then I also like to be able to hand write stuff and cross it off. So this is kind of marrying both worlds. And I find that it is so helpful to have a place where you can brain dump all the things that are swirling around in your head. For me, for the longest time, what was just really weighing me down was that I felt like I had so much to do. And it was because I didn't have any place to put all these thoughts of things I needed to remember, phone calls I need to make, you know, oh, I need to bake brownies for that thing. Oh, that child needs to be, have that picked up. And So just having a place Google Calendar to put all the things has just freed up so much breathing room in my head and given me so much more space to think. But then I take Google Calendar, what I write on there, and then turn that into a time block to-do list every day that is just kind of like a budget for my time. So with MoneySavingMom.com, I've talked People for years budgeting and what that looks like, and how if you pre decide how you're going to spend your money, you're going to be a lot more intentional with it. And also, you're going to feel like you have more of it. The same is true with time. If we pre decide how we're going to spend our time and we have a lot of wiggle room that we add in there for the interruptions, I always recommend that you add two to four hours of just completely free time in your day. You're going to find that you are much more intentional with how you spend your time. You're able to actually follow through with your priorities, but also you feel like you have more of it.
2: Hmm. Does that help with all the distractions too? Because I find that that, that's one of the big struggles, at least for me, is all these little things pop up all the time and I end up chasing this rabbit and chasing that one and all these distractions. Next thing you know, the the productivity is out the window.
3: It is so helpful for me. I find that especially since I work full-time from home, I need to have a plan for how I'm going to spend that time. Otherwise, with an online business, you could open up your computer and then there's just emails and all of a sudden you're on social media and then you're over here and three hours will go by and you're like, what did I even do with that time? So having it time locked out of, I'm going to do this first and then this and then this, it really helps me to stay on track and
1: focused. All right, we've got pray, prioritize, plan, and we're just about out of time. Can you give us the last one? Yes, the last one is
3: to prep. And this is just really to prep your space, but also to prep your heart and what it looks like to really think in You know, intentionally in your mind about things like, for instance, to stop telling yourself, I'm not this or I'm not that, I'm not an organized person, and instead act as if you are, because I've found that feelings follow action.
2: Good stuff. Crystal Payne is with us, author of The Time-Saving Mom. You want to connect with her, crystalpayne.com. We'll put links on the Facebook page as well. It is Don and Steve in the morning, and uh, if you are you know, saying, this is something I need, we want to connect you with that, I get it. It's a struggle for me as well. It is Don and Steve in the morning here on Moody Radio.